Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, August 6, 2020. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. I'm flying solo on this Thursday because we have a very light show today, but we didn't want to leave you hanging, so here I am, stuck in the middle with you. But first, before we get into it, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon if you are willing and able to get in on the action ahead of anyone else and to get special perks like joining live this week on Broadway recordings. As we mentioned yesterday, multi-hyphenate Casey Nicola will be part of the show this Sunday. You can join in on that conversation. You can only do that, though, if you are a patron. You should definitely want to do that. We all love Casey over here at Broadway Radio, and you should too. So be sure to get on board with that in time for Sunday's conversation. All right. I want to actually start today's show with an article that's a must read for this Thursday. And that's from Michael Paulson at the New York Times entitled Godspell in 2020 Masks, Partitions, and a Contactless Crucifixion. Oh, yeah. The piece takes a look into the first professional musical staged in the United States since the pandemic shutdown, a production of Godspell at Berkshire Theatre Group, and the production is, as Paulson calls it, a de facto public health experiment. As is another local production, Harry Clark, a solo production at Barrington Stage Company. These productions are the first in the country where union actors will be performing. Harry Clark, a solo production starring Mark H. Dold, actually began performances on Wednesday. And Godspell will begin performances this Friday, August 7th. Says Paulson, quote, If they succeed, they could be a model for professional theater during this time of peril. But if actors or audiences get sick, that would be a serious setback. He also quotes Kate Schindel, president of Actors' Equity Association, who reportedly video called the musical's actors on their first day of rehearsal with a message of encouragement, as well as of caution. She said, quote, The whole industry needs this, not to put any pressure on you, but the entire American theater is depending on you to be really smart. People are going to look to you to know that theater can happen without anybody getting sick. Sounds like a bit of pressure, if I do say so myself. Equity agreed to allow the two Berkshire productions in the first place, A, because the number of reported coronavirus cases in Western Massachusetts is low, and B, because of the vast measures the theaters will be taking. Currently, the Godspell production is using nasal swabs to check for COVID, as well as temperature checks, face coverings, tape measures to keep distances, and translucent screens and closing singers. The production is also working on, or I guess has now implemented, costume pockets to stash hand sanitizer, and instead of sharing supplies, each member of the company was given a plastic bin with a personal stash stash of pencils, sweat rags, and other essentials, as you'll see from the photos in the article. That's all the short list of precautions. 
The show will be staged outdoors with a small audience. Massachusetts safety standards say venues are only allowed to admit 100 people. That includes cast and crew, so 75 actual tickets will be available for $100 apiece, 75 for previews, which is Thursday night. And with the front row 25 feet away from the stage, Audience members will have to submit to a temperature check at the door. Parties will be seated with social distancing in place. And masks will, of course, be mandatory. So this is obviously very fascinating. And of course, there is a lot more to check out in the article. Be sure to add that to your morning read if you haven't seen it yet. This continues the conversation we have spent a lot of time lately having about what it's going to take for theater to start back up and the hows and whats of what it will take to bring theater back as a whole when actors will feel safe, when audiences will feel safe. This is definitely the first real tangible experiment we're seeing here with Godspell, the first of you know, the quote unquote future of theater. And this is really, I guess it's kind of the most ideal situation in what is overall really not an ideal situation that they can do it in. It's a sizable community, but it's not a large city like New York. The ages of the actors in the show range from 20 to 34. And at least three have already had the coronavirus. Obviously, we don't really know anything about immunity yet regarding antibodies. That is actually a conversation I've had in the past for a, a special episode with backstage senior staffer Casey Mink about our theaters going to be looking more to hire actors that have antibodies or have already had the coronavirus. Are they going to be looking to hire younger casts and crews, et cetera, et cetera. But obviously, as a whole, actors are still anxious and rightfully so. Comes across very well in the article. You can tell there's a lot of anxiety and frustration and tension in putting together a show like this. But on the flip side, as we all know at this point, actors are anxious to get back to work. There are some negative quotes as far as one of the, <laughs> one of the actors who declined doing the production, uh, had said, do I really want to die? doing Godspell. But I mean, for the majority of the actors in the show, they're all saying the same thing, which is, yeah, we need to get back to work. We need to figure out how to save theater because no one is going to do it for us, certainly not the government. So here are these actors and creatives taking their lives in their hands, literally, to try and fix their field, which sucks. There's no other way to say it. It sucks. And it's unfair to everyone involved. It's obviously a very difficult situation all around. I'm still personally very team not until there's a vaccine, but I also have to acknowledge I have the luxury right now as not being an actor and not being in the immediate danger of losing any more work. I imagine if there is any major outbreak or incident, this will be the end of this experiment, kind of what's happening in baseball right now, or at least should be, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> and it will, if, if that happens, it will be a much shorter run than was planned. I am genuinely rooting for everything to work out, of course, mainly that the cast and crew stay safe. I 
just hate to see human lives be an experiment for career and industry livelihood, but it seems that you gotta do what you gotta do at this point. The production of Berkshire Godspell starts up tonight in previews and officially this weekend. We will have to see what happens. All right, let's wrap up with a handful of other stories. Some bad news across the pond from the old Vic were the virtual world premiere of Three Kings, starring hot priest Andrew Scott, has once again been delayed due to the star's continued recovery from a minor surgical procedure. As previously reported, Scott's medical issue is not serious or COVID-19 related, and new dates will be confirmed soon. When it gets back on track, the play will be streamed live directly from the stage as part of the London Theatre's Old Vic in-camera programming. Ticket holders will receive information about selecting a new performance date once rescheduled plans are in place for the production. You can receive more information now by visiting oldvictheatre.com. For some better news, Kristen Hange, the director of Rock of Ages on Broadway, will soon be releasing a new book entitled God, Sex, and Musical Theater, Meditations for Unlocking the Powerful Self. Very into it. In it, Hange reveals never-before-seen poetry, thoughts, and musings on communing with the unseen, expressions of love, and the nuances of desire. That's a direct pulled quote right there. The book will be out on September 29th. Add it to your reading list. You can pre-order it now at Amazon.com. And finally in the news, we have the early reviews for the upcoming Howard. As we previously reported, the Disney Plus documentary on the life of the late, great Howard Ashman will be released on Friday, August 7th. That's tomorrow. Directed by Don Hahn, the feature will show never-before-seen archival footage, personal films and photographs, as well as interviews with Howard's friends and family. I want to briefly go over a couple of reviews real quick. They are excellent. Daniel D'Addario of Variety wrote, quote, At 94 minutes, Howard is not and does not try to be a plumbing search through the generation of talent lost to HIV and AIDS. What it is trying to do, appealingly narrowly, is illuminate one life and the work done therein. We see Howard's gifts as a lyricist as he instructs performers precisely how to phrase his carefully chosen words. We see his impact on the culture as his partner, Bill Lotch, picks up an Oscar Ashman won after his death. Most movingly of all to viewers of a certain cast of mind, we see his encyclopedic knowledge of his own tradition as in an archival interview where he describes Little Shop of Horrors, the musical for which he wrote the book and lyrics, as the dames, uh, <laughs> as the dames at sea of horror movies. Many children live in fantasy worlds of their making, few grow up to bring them to bear on quite so grand a stage. Carolyn Seedy, I think it's pronounced, of the AV Club, wrote, quote, For both musical theater fans and Disney aficionados, Howard is a must-see. Han bookends the film with extensive footage from the recording session for Beauty and the Beast, in which Ashman watches with a critical eye as Angela Lansbury and Jerry Orbach perform Be Our Guest. 
But even for those outside of the Disney musical demographic, Howard is a moving portrait of an artist taken too soon during an era tragically marked by those kinds of losses. You can check out more of the reviews ahead of your own viewing from the link in the show notes. The documentary will again be available starting Friday on Disney+. Plus. After crying my way through the trailer, this will most definitely be on my weekend schedule. All right, that is all the news for this Thursday, so thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon to back us if you haven't already. You can otherwise find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio and me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and a great weekend. I believe Matt and Alicia will be back to talk with you tomorrow. 